And I think that's what being a dad is all about. There's so many moments where I'm tired or uh, my wife is tired and we're, we don't want to be the best parents anymore. <laughs> we're tired. Yeah. And so we, uh, we just, you have to be tough though. You got to keep getting hit and move forward. And it's the same as wrestling. It's the same as being a parent. You just got to continue to do the next best thing. Welcome to the Athlete Dad Podcast, where we explore the intersection between physical pursuits and fatherhood. I'm your host, Ben Gibson. If you're an ambitious dad that is pursuing or looking to pursue your athletic passions now while improving the way you show up at home, then we have a great show for you. Welcome back, guys. Man, today's episode, this was a special one for me. Uh, this is a conversation with Reese Humphrey. You can find him on Instagram and most socials at at Highlight Humphrey. And this was so special because I've been following Reese's career for a while now. And I love the way he has shown up, not just as a dominant athlete and coach, but as a dominant father and husband. I mean, this guy brings the energy and authenticity in everything he does. So it was a real treat to get to explore all these different avenues with Reese today. If you're not familiar with Reese Humphrey, Reese has dominated the wrestling world since he first stepped onto a mat. And his wrestling accomplishments are plentiful. He is a three-time USA World Team freestyle member, so competing for the US team at the international level. And he is a two-time freestyle wrestling veteran world champion. Reese transitioned his elite skills as an athlete into quickly becoming one of the best coaches in the country for wrestling. Reese has been awarded the USA Wrestling Coach of the Year Award. He's currently the head wrestling coach at the distinguished New Jersey Regional Training Center, where he coaches some of the best athletes in the world. Reese has also been unofficially named the best dancer in USA Wrestling. Most importantly, Reese is an incredible father and husband and has what some might confidently call the most talented family on earth. He's married to his wife, Meredith, also a badass. His son, Parker's 12, and Reese is 10. Now, in this conversation, we explore a ton of different topics here, everything from how Reese balanced his own goals of becoming a world and Olympic freestyle wrestling champion with his other goals of being a great family man. We also talk about how to think about helping your kids be successful through patience, coaching, and especially around building toughness. We dive into how to take success and lessons from our own dads and transfer them down through generations. In fact, Reese's dad, Jim, is one of the most respected wrestling coaches in USA wrestling history. He was an Olympic coach and a world silver medalist. And fun fact, Reese and his dad are the only father-son combo to both win USA Wrestling Coach of the Year. So there's a lot to sift through around this idea of generational success and how we continue to pass down things that made previous generations successful down to our kids. Now, I will say we sometimes go down some rabbit holes about the specifics of wrestling and certain athletes he's coached. But if you want to improve your range of skills as a dad, as a husband, as an athlete, or the range of things you're able to accomplish in order to get more done and done at a high level, then you are going to love this episode. And we'll link all the resources we mentioned in the show notes. And without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Reese Highlight Humphrey. Hey, Reese, welcome to the show, man. Excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you. First off, I think that there are so many different avenues that we could get to when it comes to your life because you are first off a, a man of many talents. You know, I, there was this great talk you gave a while back and I love the quote you said. You said, my favorite part of life is the chase. And right now you seem to be chasing a lot. You've got family, you've got coaching, you work out. 
you're working on growing adult wrestling, making music, launching a new podcast. So I think you're chasing more than most would dare to. And I, I'm curious, like, how do you find a way to fit all this into your life and still show up the way that you want to show up in all these different aspects? Yeah, man, it's just, it's all such a long time coming. It all seems like it's coming together right about now or in the next six months, these things are all going to start to blow up. But uh, I've always been a guy that's chasing something. I just do it at my own pace, you know? And so if it's, it's creativity comes in waves. And so uh, when I feel really motivated, I'll go, I'll go in and I'll, I'll be working all day, every day on all these things, or I'll pick one and I'll really zone in. But uh, when I don't feel like that, I'm good. I'm just chilling. I'll do what I have to do for my job and coaching and be a good dad. But those things are always on the forefront. But um, when I'm trying to grow something else or a different space, then I just, um, yeah, man, I, I'll zone in on it. But it comes in waves. And so you just have to be patient and it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a little bit here, a little bit there. And then you'll end up finding yourself uh, creating a whole project that that seems like it happened overnight, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, how do you think about running at your own pace or moving at your own pace? You know, you're, you're probably an extremely competitive individual. I I imagine it's hard sometimes not to feel a little bit of angst or FOMO when you're like, man, I got to get this going. Like, do you feel those things or do you have ways of making sure that you're checking yourself? You're staying at your own pace? Yeah, sometimes you want it to move fast, especially with the music. So uh, we've put a couple things out, but CJ Brucky and I, we do music mm-hmm. four or five times a week. And uh, the stuff that we have getting ready to come out is just so much better than the past stuff. And uh, I want to show everybody so bad, but I'm having so much fun doing the process. You know, it's like uh, the chase is what it's all about. And, and sometimes releasing it is the scariest part because you don't know how people are going to react if they're actually going to listen to it or, uh, same with the podcast or same with adult wrestling. It's, it's all such a mystery. And so, uh, when we believe in it and we think it's going to be awesome, that part is always so fulfilling. And sometimes the release of it is, uh, it's almost a, it's like a letdown. It can be, uh, but. I want to show everybody what we've been working on, but I'm just patient, man. It's just, uh, it's all part of the process and I'll be excited when we release the stuff. And if it goes well, it does. And if it doesn't, that's, that's fine too. I'm just enjoying myself and uh, we're having a party every day. So it's, uh, it's been a, a fun experience. Awesome, man. Love that. How much of, do you think this, these things that are non-wrestling related, even just how you show up as a dad, but the music, podcasting, business, um, how, how much of that do you think has been influenced by your career in wrestling? You know, you've wrestled your entire life. Um, you know, I think about what you said about putting something out there. There's that nervousness. You're not, know, not knowing how it's going to go. It's almost like that feeling of like stepping onto the mat, you know, in a big match. You, you, you know, I've prepared as best as I can. I just right, got to right. put it all out there. Mm-hmm. How much of what you do now outside of wrestling do you feel like has been influenced by wrestling? Everything, everything. So wrestling gave me the platform to be able to chase these other dreams. But uh, wrestling in general gives me the work ethic, the discipline, the, the, the not, I'm going to say not a fear to fail. You know, you have to be putting yourself out there all the time. And I don't care, dude. I really don't care what people think. If they want to hype it up, that's amazing. If they enjoy it, that's even better. But the people that hate, like there's so many haters out there, they're <laughs> always going to do that. And yeah. and though you might get 20 people saying good job and then one guy saying, man, that sucks. And that's the one you feel. But yeah. you have to ignore that. You just have to, man. And so if I had advice to anybody, it's just do, do all the time. Always do what you think is cool. Um, and I've done that my whole life. It's, it's a little different now because it's a more of a business aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
If I thought dancing was cool, I'd be dancing in my room for hours. If I thought <laughs> uh, singing and rapping was cool, I'd be singing and rapping and trying to be the best singer and rapper I could in my high school days, you know, with whatever tools I had, which was nothing. But uh, I was always trying to put time into the things that I thought were cool. And then I mean, people see the happiness and that's what they're attracted to. And so I'm just doing what I think is cool and I'll put a ton of time into it and try and be the best I can at it. Um, but yeah, just do always just do. Awesome. Great advice. And so you mentioned, you know, that you love the chase. You've been chasing big things. You've chased Olympic golds. You're now pursuing, you know, greatness as a coach and also again, out outside of wrestling. But I'm curious, you know, things change pretty dramatically when you become a dad, you know, how, how do you feel if at all the chase in your mind has changed since becoming a dad? Uh, it hasn't. It, it, the chase is, is still there. So whatever I'm pursuing, I pursue it, um, at the highest I can at that pace, you know, mm -hmm. we're talking about the pace that I, I set for myself. And so these things are always in the back burner of business and even coaching, but uh, it comes second to family. So being a dad, it's the hardest, easiest thing you'll ever do. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's takes all day. It takes all your effort, but it's the most important thing to me. It's what I want to do every single day. So it never feels like it's a chore. Uh, sure. After two a days or three a days, then I try and take my son to practice. It feels like a chore sometimes, but it's what I want to do. So even though I'm exhausted and I, I my body's telling me I don't want to do it, it's just a hundred percent what I want to do. And I know it's what my family did for me and uh, I know it pays off. And so it's such an easy choice, even when I'm, I feel like a zombie. So we, we yeah. talk about that at the Princeton practices. So sometimes you got to go into zombie mode. Like I'll, I'll be taking Parker to practice my son and I'll blink and I'm there like, dang, was that I'm driving safe? Cause I don't remember it. Cause I'm just, <laughs> I'm so zombie mode. I, I'm like, just got my hands on the wheel and I'm doing what I got to do to get there. And then, uh, same thing with wrestling practice. I just got to go and you got to move forward and you got to do the next best thing all the time. And so that's what being a dad is with my son, with my daughter. I'm just always trying to be there because these moments are so rare. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, they're gone in an instant. Um, so I want to be there for all of them. And with my job, I'm traveling a lot, so there's plenty of things I miss. And so it's, it's very important to me to, to be in the moment all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if it's just the, the conversation with you bringing back all these wrestling coaching conversations in my head, but as I hear you talk, I just keep hearing push the pace, always be attacking, always be looking for your shot. So yeah, I'm getting fired up, man. Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned bringing your, your son Parker to practice. I see, you know, you in, involve your family in a lot of the videos you're doing, a lot of the content, you know, with all this going on, you know, how do you find ways to kind of marry the two, bring family into the mix of wrestling or these other hobbies you've got going on, these businesses you're doing? Mm -hmm. Like I said, man, I, I do what I think is cool. Um, so if I really wanted to grow the brand to the best of my ability, I probably wouldn't do as much family stuff. I would be more wrestling specific. I'd be doing technique all the time and doing what an audience could grasp a little bit easier. But like I said, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I do what I want to do. And, and if, if they enjoy it, then they can, they can follow it and they can like it. And, and uh, a lot of people seem to do that, but um, my family is number one, my family and my friends and my job and uh, being excellent in all those things. And so when I feel like recording and something cool is going on, uh, I'll do that. And uh, what you see on Instagram is maybe a 1% of what's actually going on. So the stuff that I show is, is not 
there's a lot of fake stuff on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, this is not fake. We, we do this every single day and, uh, it's literally a party in our house all the time. And, uh, it's really fun to be around all the time. And so if I can ever capture it and share it with the people, um, that that's amazing too. And it's fun for me to be able to look back on it, but the majority of the fun stuff that happens, it's happening so genuinely. There's no time to be like, Oh, here, let me get my phone out, mm -hmm. you know? But, um, so anytime we can capture it, it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I want to take a step back a little bit and talk about your relationship with your own dad. I think you guys have a really special dynamic with your brother as well. You know, your dad yeah. was an elite wrestler. He probably still could put a beat down on most people, I imagine. But, uh, <laughs> you know, world silver medalist, Olympic freestyle coach, uh, coached, you know, I think probably the majority of his life after wrestling. Um, and of course, he's had the special opportunity to be your own coach. I think, right. um, you know, I've always been really interested in this idea of how dads can identify and nurture talent at a young age in a healthy way. I think, you know, big emphasis on doing that in a healthy way, especially when somebody is an elite performer as a dad. Like, how do they pass down what helped them become elite or successful down to their kids? So I'm curious, like, when did you know when you were a kid or when did your dad know that wrestling for you was going to be something that you were going to do more than just as a kid or as like a hobby? Yeah. So I don't know if, I don't know if he ever did. So he was as good as he was at wrestling. He was even better at not pushing me into that. My brother wrestled in sixth grade. He quit in seventh grade. My dad didn't care. He didn't bat an eye. I'm like, I want Parker to wrestle so bad. And <laughs> knowing my dad, he probably wanted me to wrestle so bad, but he was so patient in the fact that it'll come to me if, if it's what I want to do and wrestling so hard, you have to do it for yourself. If you're doing it for other people, uh, sometimes it works at a high level, but the majority of the time these kids burn out and, uh, wrestling is just one of the most difficult things you can do. Uh, and if you're not doing it for yourself, it just, it fades away much quicker than, than the, the person pushing you to do it once. Uh, and so, my dad was very patient. So that I'm trying to do that with my son, but our situations are a little different. My dad was in sales when I started wrestling. So mm -hmm. he wasn't in it every day. My son sees me wrestle. All of my friends are wrestlers. Everybody he looks up to are wrestlers. So it's a little bit different situation. Of course, he's going to wrestle. Um, and so it's, it's my job to, to be patient with his progression too. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was very good right in, immediately when I started, I knew where to, go and float with my son. I have to teach him all these different positions and then he starts to figure it out. Um, but with, I, I do a lot of gymnastics and flipping and handstands. I showed him how to flip when he was young and the kid took off with it. So, mm -hmm. uh, the athleticism is there. I'm just waiting for him to really dive in and try and figure some things out on his own. Um, uh, and I, I think he, I'm just waiting for him to, he's, he's very good right now, but there's a whole nother level after him. Uh, I'm waiting for him to make a huge jump and just get really locked in and do it, but he's got to do it himself. So mm -hmm. I, I'm just patient because that's what one of the best gifts my dad ever gave to me was being patient and just letting things develop on their own time. He doesn't have to be as good as me ever. I didn't have to be as good as my dad. I never, I wasn't, I didn't meddle at the worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, I just want to be there and, and, his wrestling skills are so much less than what I just care for him as a kid, you know? So, uh, if that happens, great. If it doesn't, man, I'll just be there along for the ride is in whatever capacity that takes us. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think my, uh, my dad coached me my whole life. And I think that I, I, I 
echo a lot of those similarities. The patient's kind of always willing. He was, he was always waiting there. Like whatever, whenever you're ready, I've got John Smith VHS tapes ready to go, man. Like we can do this all day in the mat on the basement. But, you know, I think the more I got to know myself, the more I grew up as an adult, the more I kind of realized some of the things you're talking about where for a lot of my time, I, I wasn't, I wasn't wrestling for myself and man, that made the weight cuts and the tough matches like mm-hmm. really tough. Cause when I didn't perform well, I feel like I was letting people down, even though they never put that pressure on me. You mentioned yeah, the what patience. Is and tra- what is that though? Why, why do we feel that? We think, feel like yeah. we're letting them down because they, they are upset for us. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, as the athlete, you feel like you're letting them down. Like, man, I wish I could have done that for them, but they just want you to be happy. It's, it's such a, a weird dynamic. That's interesting. Yeah. It is. And I think, uh, I think about, I think those are the key conversations I want to make sure I have with my own son. You mentioned doing things differently, being patient. Are there things like that where you're like, man, if, if I had had these one or two things said to me or focused on a little bit differently, you know, despite all the great that they did, it maybe would have unlocked a whole different level. Or do you kind of just let it go and approach things with a fresh slate? Yeah. You got to have just a fresh slate because you don't really know when they're listening to the fullest you know what i mean like they're you'll say the coolest stuff all the time and think like this is oh i nailed it i'm being a good coach right here and he just shrugs it off and then you'll say something in passing or you'll say something to i'll say something to my wife and he'll hear me and that'll be the thing that it locks in and changes his life you know i don't even know what my my points are but there's certain points in your life where you just made a turn and you got a lot better because of that and you own that little piece of advice and but it could be so different for your son and for your daughter for anybody your coaches your athletes uh you don't really know when it's going to hit them so you just always got to keep hitting them with the right stuff and then certain things will will take off because the things that really take off are the things that they truly believe and when they really believe it it's it's not about the words it's about the belief and that it's going to work and uh I tell this to my senior level guys all the time it's like you can't expect something to work right away. So you have Mm -hmm. to believe in it and you have to try it for six months to decide if you really like it or not. You know, if the technique's going to work or if the motivation is going to work, but if you don't believe in your coach and you don't believe in the team around you, it's going to be very hard to make adjustments at a high level. Yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people look at their coaches like a dad, like a second dad. I, I certainly did with most of my coaches growing up. How, how do you think about when you show up as a coach, like how is, is that different than how you think you'd show up for your own kids? Or do you feel like when you're coaching people, you're approaching it almost like that second dad, that father figure that they need to be elite? Yeah. Coaching is parenting. It's the exact same thing. Um, I've been fortunate to be around some of the best coaches in the world. And uh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I don't know if I view myself as a, as my athlete's dad or <laughs> anything like that, <laughs> but um, but it's it's just another level of of coaching. It's another level of parenting. So, and you see that a lot like, uh, when people grow up. They they thank their mentors, which are a lot of times their parents and their coaches. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you got to take that really seriously too, because you are shaping these people, um, and they're shaping me at the same time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, an athlete to coach relationship. I'm listening to them as much as possible and uh, trying to learn what I can do better all the time. And uh, so it's, I'm really fortunate to be around really great athletes and really good coaches all the time because there's always something to learn. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that the greatest coaches you see there, they're just constantly evolving over time. You know, so if somebody's coaching for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, the coach they were at the beginning is a, a wildly different coach at the end. There was this great interview with your dad uh, at the Dave Schultz uh, tournament where he said that, you know, coaching you as a son was actually one of the most difficult things he ever had to do because it really challenged him to evolve as a coach. Everyone else on the team, they had to just do what I said because I was a coach, but you know, my son can, you know, roll his eyes and say, no, nah, I'm not interested in that dad. And I, I certainly had that a little bit with my, with my dad. You know, how do you think that, you know, uh, either, either becoming a dad or just the, the time in coaching, how do you think you've evolved as a coach? Like, how do you show up differently today as you did when you first stepped on the mat as a coach? Um, man, so. Pretty recently, I've made a, a pretty big jump as a coach because I almost viewed myself as an athlete for a long period of my coaching career. Um, I, I train with the guys. I do all the lifting. I'm in there wrestling all the goes. And just recently, I mean, I'm hurt right now. My neck's pretty beat up. Uh, I'm still on the mat a lot, but not as much. So I feel like if I couldn't provide value putting my hands on somebody specifically, I needed to provide it from a coaching standard. So um, my athletes have pushed me to get more organized and to get a, a better plan. And I'm, I'm just trying to evolve in, in the best way that I can. Um, mm. I am getting older. It's it's time for me to grow up sometimes <laughs> too, right? Uh, and so I, I just think I'm always adapting and always trying to improve. And if that's on the mat, that's great. Uh, but for me, I'm such a master with technique and things like that. My, I'd be gaining inches if I was really focused in on trying to get better on my technical aspect mm -hmm. of coaching. But I can gain feet. I can gain miles in making better practice plans and, and getting these guys prepared a little bit more, scouting a lot more. And so I'm trying to do that. we got the U.S. Open coming up, and this is the busiest I've ever been as a coach. I feel like I'm locked in, which is making my guys locked in. And we have an opportunity to do some really great stuff. We have Nate Jackson. Uh, rank one or two at 92 kilos. We got Chance Marsteller rank one or two at 79. And we got two other guys, Shelton Mack and Matt Kalodzik, who I think are going to surprise a ton of people and, uh, and knock off some big names. And so I just want to be as ready as I can. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I, that has meant something different to me lately. And so uh, just trying to improve all the time. And, and that's one area where I could get better. And I think I have. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was great to see, uh, man, Princeton and, and glory in the finals at NCAAs. You can see that that team has just seemed to make huge strides these last few years. And, uh, you know, no doubt a big part of that is probably, you know, the, the, the coaching at the high level you guys are providing, you know, when you think about, um, you know, these, these other big projects you're working on, you know, you're, you're working on growing adult wrestling as a sport, really growing the sport of wrestling. Generally, you're launching the podcast, you're working on, uh, making more music and getting that out there. I, I do want to talk about the adult wrestling aspect because I think it really aligns with the whole reason this podcast exists is that, you know, I believe that when, when dads, when men are pursuing physical pursuits, it really allows them the opportunity to show up as the best version of themselves. They're doing something that's pushing them physically, mentally, emotionally, and that invariably benefits people at home when they bring those things back home and how they show up as a dad, as a husband, as a partner. You know, when we think about adult wrestling, why do you think that it's so important for, for men, for dads, whether they wrestled their lives and they're getting back into it, or this would be a new thing for them? Why do you think it's so important for them to get into something like adult wrestling? Um, if you are going to, uh, cause parenting is coaching, right? We just talked about that, but 
perspective is one of the main reasons why we do adult wrestling. We want to change the world and we really think we can with adult wrestling. Jiu-Jitsu has ton of gyms all over the country mm-hmm. and they crush it in this market of 25 to 50 uh, for mm-hmm. the most part or even older. Um, but wrestling can be viewed as a hobby as well. And mm-hmm. the, the lessons that you can gain from wrestling without having to beat each other up and headbutt each other, it's not like you did in college. You can lace them up and you can still gain a ton of these skills, uh, work ethic, and just be healthy, be fit, and mm-hmm. still having uh, a mindset that you want to get better all the time. And being around like-minded individuals is so huge for, for a person in general. And the technique that you learn and the skills that you learn and all these different aspects that you learn through wrestling, why do we stop when we're in college? There's really very few opportunities. And since I competed at the Veteran Worlds, I'm seeing a ton more pop up. And uh, we've had a couple business meetings lately, and we are really going to try and push this thing nationwide as soon as possible. And so we're getting very organized. We partnered with another guy um, and we're, we're thinking that it's going to, it's going to blow up here real soon. But uh, man, I, I still, you, we skipped over Pat glory for a second. So I have to go back. I, I'm really <laughs> yeah. excited about adult wrestling, but man, Pat glory, what a stud he, and he got it done. I was so ready for him to, to beat everybody. And it just happened. He didn't get the Russell Spencer lead, but what mm-hmm. an animal and, and then even more respect to the guy to wrestle at the open a month later. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did it. He got it done. It hasn't been done in 70, 72 years at Princeton. He's a national champion and he's putting it right on the line immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of the guys in 2021 going for the Olympic title and then immediately wrestling a couple months later at the world championships like David Taylor wrestled won the gold and then put it on the line three months later and then actually lost to Yazdani in the finals. Like it, it's, it's not even about that. It's about the guys that are really stepping up to put it on the line again, even after they accomplished one of the highest goals in the game. Mm-hmm. And so shout out to Pat glory. What a stud, man. I'm really excited to see him wrestle. And in the last month that we've had him wrestling freestyle, his skills, I don't have to teach him anything. I just teach him, like, I just put him in the positions. We got to be good on the edge of the mat. You got to be good in parterre. You got to be a little bit different in the front headlock. And he's elevated his game so much in, in such a fast period of time. I think that if this kid really wants to wrestle, he's going to be challenging world team spots and uh, winning world medals. I really believe yeah. it. I mean, a lot of us, yeah, we've been watching Pat, you know, since he, you know, first got into college. And, you know, I think as many of us were hoping that, you know, Lee, uh, glory match might happen. We might see it in freestyle, but it was, yeah, just amazing to see him at the top of the podium. So well-deserved, you know, what do you think took him to that next level? He's always been, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the country and, you know, he really just stepped it up, you know, at big time to, to close out what had been a long time goal for him. What do you think made the difference in getting from elite to just over that hump? Yeah. I mean, uh, coaching, coaching and, and his, he's the most emotional wrestler I've ever seen. And wrestling gets very emotional, but uh, he gets so frustrated with himself when he's not having a good practice or not, not a perfect practice, you know, and mm-hmm. that happens all the time, but he takes it so to heart and uh, he just wears his emotion on his sleeve and the kid wants it, man. He wants to win. He's such a competitor. Mm-hmm. He's tough. He's mean. He's phenomenal. Technically, um, even when he's really struggling to get down to weight, you can't tell it's hard to get to the scale, but after the scale, he's the best competitor there is. And 
yeah, he's uh, he's just a different person. I've been around really high level athletes a lot, and this guy, mm-hmm. he's different. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're all special in their own way. And I'm just excited to see what he can do. And I was excited to see that he did it right. But this freestyle thing is a different level, and there's some guys that are really good out there. And Spencer Lee's in the weight, and that that surprised me a little bit. But I'm excited to see that. And then the other dude that he's had uh fits with is Nick Suriano. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of history between all three of those guys and and I'm excited to see him scrap. Yeah. I don't know that there's ever been a better I could be wrong, but it feels like there's never been a better pipeline of American wrestlers like this. I mean, it is just years deep when you see people coming out of NCAAs and getting into the senior level and they they nurture that level for three or four years. And I mean, some of these head-to-head battles, I mean, if you win and win the spot in USA, you're you're pretty likely to be the world champion, Olympic champion, just because Mm -hmm. of how competitive competitive it is. You mentioned toughness. And that's actually something that I think I hear a lot when I when I talk to other dads, especially if you know, they had a really tough life themselves growing up and they, they, we'd consider them a really tough person. Um, and they're, they're really struggling. And I struggle with this too, of like, how do I help my kids be tough? How do I, you know, appropriately challenge them so that there's toughness there, but it's like, it's done in a healthy way. How do you think about that? How how do people become tough, especially nurturing that as, as kids? I don't know. So it's, it's definitely a fine line, right? So uh, I think I just celebrate tough acts all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about my athletes and they're obviously extremely tough to be training on a senior level and trying to make world teams. Uh, but if they're being soft in certain ways, I'll have those conversations um, with my son and tell him why, why this is weak and why they're being super tough here. And I celebrate when they're being tough and, and uh, same goes my son and my daughter, when they're being tough, I celebrate it. And when they're being a little soft, I just, I let them know. Um, but I'm not, I'm not the guy to be hard on them though. I'm mm-hmm. not. And so that, that makes them all soft. And I think mm-hmm. everybody's a little soft in this era. This mm-hmm. is a, not the toughest era to be growing up in. Uh, I just think we have much thinner skin. So I, I'm constantly celebrating it if they are being tough and wrestling is the toughest thing a, a human can do. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it's so important for kids to wrestle. I think it's really important for adults to continue to wrestle and have these classes available or do jujitsu or get into a striking class and, and learn how to, to handle these different situations when your body gets tired and how you can still mm-hmm. do the next best thing moving forward. And I think that's what being a dad is all about. There's so many moments where I'm tired or uh, my wife is tired and we're, we don't want to be the best parents anymore. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. tired. Yeah. And so we, uh, we just, you have to be tough though. You got to keep getting hit and move forward. And it's the same as wrestling. It's the same as being a parent. You just got to continue to do the next best thing. Yeah. It's hard. I think, you know, older generations, the world kind of forced them to be tough, you know, forced them to survive a little bit more than we have today. It's certainly a, a, a much more lenient society on our kids. They have a much easier life. I think in a lot of ways, technology is so pervasive in their life that I think it kind of softens the boundaries between people. And, and um, yeah, it's that this question I'm constantly asking myself of like, how, how do I help my son toughen up for, for the benefits that come with that to also, you know, succeed at anything he wants to do. I I think that, you know, even if he's, you know, going to play the cello and like, that's his thing, 
there, there takes a degree of grit and toughness and discipline that gets you mm -hmm. to maximize that opportunity. And I, I certainly don't need my son to be the world champion cellist or world yeah, champion yeah. anything. But, you know, I think it's it comes back to like, if you're going to do something, I want you to maximize the experience you get out of that opportunity. And to do that, you've got to be you've got to have some grit, some discipline to stick it through those first couple humps to get to the good part where you benefit from it. So, yeah, I think that's a, definitely a fine line, like you mentioned, and, and something I'm, I'm still you know working on myself as a dad. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to hear, tell, tell me about the, the, the podcast you're launching. I know you've got this amazing new studio. You've been putting a lot of time into this. Tell me more about what you're working on for that. Oh man, we don't know. We're trying to figure it out as we go, but I built this <laughs> setup uh, yesterday really. And uh, so it's finalized. We got to hold the setup. We look official, but we don't know what we're doing quite yet. Uh, but the podcast is called no genre. So we don't really have to have a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> so we can talk about anything. We, it's going to be a lot of wrestling people. It's going to be a lot of MMA talk, um, mm -hmm. but music talk and just what we think is cool. Really. I'm doing it with my boy, CJ Brucky. He was a former athlete of mine at NJRTC and we do music together. We do the podcast and uh, it's basically just going to be a fun place to hang out and talk about cool stuff that's going on. We're going to interview all of our really good friends. And then as the thing grows, hopefully we can interview a lot of really cool, interesting people, but there is no genre to what we are getting ready to do. And uh, we'll have anybody on to see if we can just continue to get smarter and learn from all these people and then kind of hear their stories. But that's what it's all about, man. Just having fun and uh, no topic, just running the thing. I love that. It's great that you have so many of these different balls in the air and yet they, they're very much on brand for, for what you've got going on. They're high energy. I like you yeah, said, yeah. it's a party all the time. So I'm, Sorry. I'm personally looking forward to, uh, to listening into that. That's going to be a great time. I, I think, you know, the last thing here is, you know, especially when we think about a lot of the dads in the audience are, 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 are looking at folks like you and saying, you know, how can I, do what Reese does well, learn, learn from his lessons and show up as the best dad, best husband that I can be. Um, and I think a lot of that is going to come down to interactions with their own passions athletically, um, but also helping their kids pursue theirs. You know, any, any parting wisdom for dads out there that if you had to leave them with a couple things, you know, what would be the thing that you'd want them to really take away from this conversation? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, patience, patience, once again, patience, and then it's hard work. It's always going to be hard and you're, you're not going to feel like you're doing the best job always, you know, cause that comes in waves as well. So just, uh, just do the best you can and stay patient and they don't have to be you. Their skill set's going to be different than yours. Uh, so the things that you are great at, they might not be perfect at immediately and, uh, just keep preaching good work and keep preaching toughness and let them blossom in their own way. Uh, just kind of, if you build it, they will come, right? So if you show mm -hmm. them the way and show them the things that you're really good at, they'll surprise you with the stuff that they're phenomenal at that you never saw coming. So mm -hmm. I just stay patient. I just keep waiting and they just keep doing cool stuff in front of me. And uh, it's the same with my athletes. They do the same. They, I'll be teaching them all these things that are really important and things that work for me. And then they hit some really sick stuff that they have that I didn't even know. And so uh, I'm just kind of doing that same thing with parenting. I'm just waiting to and trying to be there and I'm listening and stay patient and stay hardworking and, and cool stuff will happen. Love that. Awesome. So we said podcast launching soon when it comes to 
you know, if they, people want to, I'm sure many people listening would be, you know, already, already following you in a lot of ways, but for those that may be new, not super familiar, um, if they want to continue following along on the Reese Humphrey journey, um, where can people find you online? Where can they get your music, follow along on Instagram and adult wrestling, anything else mm-hmm. that would be a great resource? Yeah. So I'll, I'll plug it all. So on Spotify, it's highlight Humphrey and young Brooke, uh, but we're about to change it to no genre here soon. Uh, but we have, we have an album out. And then we have an EP out with three songs. So there's probably like 12, 13 songs you can listen to out right now. But there's going to be a lot of new music coming up. One song coming out, probably the next single is going to be I'm Old. It says, motherfucker, I'm old. But I'm just getting started. Get drunk, turn up. Where the party at? Oh, right. <laughs> so that's what that's what this podcast is all about, too. I'm old and I'm just getting started. Uh, and I'm about to chase a whole bunch of new things. And so you can find us on Spotify. You can hit me up on Instagram at Highlight Humphrey or TikTok at Highlight Humphrey, YouTube.com slash Highlight Humphrey. And then you can follow the OG Wrestling Club. That's the adult wrestling that we do at OG Wrestling Club. And uh, we post a schedule on there and we're trying to figure out how to go nationwide. So if anybody can help with that, we are we are in need of a ton of help. And so uh, if we want to make this thing as big as I think it should be, and I really think we can change the world because the world is soft and we do need to be a lot more tough and wrestling teaches discipline and work ethic and toughness better than anything. So we want to make this a, a household thing, something that's very accessible and available to people of all ages and all skill levels. And uh, I think we're, we're figuring out a lot of things out over the past year and a half of doing adult wrestling. And so I think that, very soon it's going to be a thing um so that's where you can find us yep awesome man love that yeah i grew up listening to country i grew up in kind of a hick town so uh, i think our expression was i ain't as good as i once was but i'm as good once as i ever was so right, yeah right. i feel it right there with you man uh-huh. uh love that and hey if you're ever looking to grow uh, adult wrestling out in oregon uh and bend i'll be your first uh first champion out here to, to rally some folks but reese i want to thank you so much i want to honor you for all that you're doing as a as a man as a husband as a father and how you show up exciting to see all these things coming together for you i'm pumped to follow along the journey and i uh, really appreciate you taking time to chat with us today hey thanks for having me on ben man it was a, it was a good time All right, guys, one thing I'm always going to challenge you to do at the end of these episodes is to think about what is one action that I can take from the information that I just heard? What is one thing I can implement that I can improve upon that I can do differently that is going to help me take this information and actually put it into work? It's one thing to hear these rich conversations. It's another thing to use this information to help you improve. And so that's what I want you to do now is sit and think about what is one thing I'm going to do differently or one thing I'm going to implement from what I just heard. I know that I am fighting for your attention. I am fighting across platforms, across other podcasts, across your daily life. And here's the thing. I know that every podcast you listen to, they hit you up for reviews, ratings, subscribing, all that fun stuff. The thing is, is that reviews and ratings and subscriptions actually really make a big difference in terms of how podcasts can be successful and how we can start to curate content based on your feedback. And it'll only take you a few seconds. So again, I know you're busy and I know it's kind of an annoying ask, but it definitely helps out big time. So subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and share this with somebody who you know would love it. And I will forever be grateful for you.